Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? Welcome in. It's draft month. We've just got a couple of weeks until we finally know who the Texans are going to be adding to their roster for the 2022 season. Right now, the Texans have 11 picks. And I had a chance to catch up with Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. He's their lead draft analyst. And if you follow Pro Football Focus at all, they've been uh, doing some great draft coverage. And, you know, they've got their analytics and their numbers to sort of grade out how how and where they rank players. So, uh, you know, I've got him on the podcast really just to talk about this 2022 draft class, because I've been doing this series, if uh, you've noticed, the last few weeks, just covering some of the top draft prospects. And Drew Doherty's been doing his mock draft analysis every single week. And it seems like these players, they sort of change every single week. Number three, number 13, who are the Texans picking? All these uh, national writers and analysts, they've got different opinions. And it changes week to week with pro days, with the combine. Players move up, players move down. But I got Mike Renner on to sort of talk about just what he thinks of this draft class and positions, what he thinks of some of the position groups up at the top, and what a dr- good draft strategy might be for the Texans if they go position, if they go player, who they should take at number three, who should they take at number 13, what he would do if he's Nick Casario, would he trade those picks, would he stay put, is there someone that he really feels like the Texans need to get at 3-13 and 13 to make their roster better. We get into all of it. We also talk about other teams. Are there other teams that might move up and, and take that number three spot from the Texans? So we, we talk about all that and more. And, of course, you can catch our draft coverage besides my podcast with the John Harris 100. He's got all of his players ranked out. But I sort of wanted to get someone's opinion on just this draft group altogether. So if you've sort of been following draft coverage, but not really, this will be a great, uh, this will be a great little primer for you. You kind of get a sense of how these players rank out, what position groups are really, really valuable at the top, and, and maybe what position groups could wait until the number 13 pick or even later rounds. And and one of those positions might be running back because a lot of people want to know about running backs in this draft class as the Texans have struggled to run the ball in recent years. And Lovey Smith has talked about what sort of running back they're looking for. When might be a good time to target a running back and who might that be? We get into all of that with Mike and more. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? Let's get right into it. Let's talk a little bit of draft coverage with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. Mike, welcome in. I haven't talked to you in a few years, but I'm sure this is probably your favorite time of year. Oh yeah, for sure. April is my month. I, from pretty much the start to the end, I am watching draft prospects, following this stuff, and I, I, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. I think for draft analysts like yourself, the draft weekend is probably like the Super Bowl, Christmas, and your birthday all wrapped <laughs> into one in a three-day period. So how, how do you consume the draft? Where are you watching it, and how are you sort of following along and seeing where all these picks land? Well, it's tough because we do a live show. And so you kind of want to have a reaction. Like you see a pick and you want to have a reaction, but you also want to be professional. You don't, you can't just like trash these guys and say, wow, that was an awful selection by them. So we have a live show that we'll be doing the three days here at PFF. All right. So the Texans have 11 picks in this year's draft, which seems like a cornucopia of picks considering what they've had the last few years. 
what are your overall impressions of this year's draft class? Like, what have you thought about the prospects and the talent level and how it's sort of distributed? I think it's a deep class. I don't think there's a lot of elite players, though. So at number three overall, where they're selecting, they may not be getting a slam dunk home run surefire thing like we've seen, you know, like a Joey Bosa who goes number three overall. Like we, they may not be getting a player like that in this draft. But once you get to the second round into the third round, you may be getting guys who other years had first round grades in the third round. Other years had second round grades. So I do think it's deep in that regard, but just doesn't have the elite players at the top that maybe we've seen in years past. All right. That's interesting that you say that you yourself have Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan as the number one prospect overall. What makes him the top prospect? And should he fall to number three? Is that a guy that you would lean in and draft? Oh, yeah. I'd run in the car for Aiden Hutchinson. And I think the Jaguars would be crazy to pass on Aiden Hutchinson, despite the fact that maybe, you know, they've drafted two defensive ends in the past three years. So in the first round, but he's that good because one on the football field, no one could touch him. I mean, if you watched him at all this past season, every single game he dominated snap to snap one to the last snap of the game, he brings it. And two, he has that sort of mentality that you want when you're drafting a guy towards the top of the draft. Like he doesn't drink, doesn't drink caffeine. He's a guy who is from, you know, from the day one till the last day he leaves your building, he is going to set the tone, going to be a leader for you. And then he's a heck of an athlete. I think he's gotten underrated in that regard. His three cone, uh, six, seven, four, three cone is insane for a guy that size, almost identical to Von Miller. And he's got 25 pounds on Von Miller coming out. So he is one heck of an athlete off the edge to where, He's just a very safe pick. You know, at the top of the draft, you don't want to whiff. You don't want a guy that's the bust that you're going to be talking about 20 years later on a show talking about all-time busts. You want a guy that's going to make an impact on your football team. And to me, that's Aiden Hutchinson. All right. So if we just look at positions, when you've got two picks in the first round, like the Texans do, which I don't, I mean, since I've worked for the Texans, they've never had that. Usually they don't have a first round pick. So you've got three and you've got 13. What's your strategy position-wise? I mean, if it's deep in pass rushers or edge rushers, is that a position you wait on? Or is that a position that's really elite at the top? I mean, walk me through the three and 13 picks, like how, how you attack it based on position. So for the Texans, they're in a sort of with a roster where they need to attack valuable positions, you know, offensive tackle, wide receiver, defensive end, obviously quarterback. That's probably off the table this year with what they saw from Davis Mills last year, but like positions where if you draft them, you're paying them less than what you'd be paying free agents. So in this year's class, looking at positions like that, and that's why I said, I think they should attack because they just don't have, you know, a ton of talent on that roster. You wouldn't be drafting them three overall. If you did is offensive tackle. It is top heavy. There are about three or four guys that you want as top 10 picks. And then there probably aren't any of the rest of the draft. So if I'm drafting for the Texans number three overall, I'm looking offensive tackle because it's a position that pretty much everyone in the NFL needs. And there's just not a lot of them in this draft, but there are some good ones towards the top. So I'm looking offensive tackle early with that number three overall pick, because then you can wait on that pass rusher, wait on that wide receiver. If that's where you want to go to pick number 13, because those are a little bit deeper positions. The difference between someone like Kayvon Thibodeau or Trayvon Walker, who may go in the top five, and someone like Jermaine Johnson, the Florida State edge rusher, who may go more in the teens, isn't that big, in my opinion. So you can wait on that position to pick 13, because I think edge is the deepest position in the draft class. So I'd lean off to tackle pick three, someone like Ikki Aquanu, 
Evan Neal. And then once pick 13 rolls around, that's when the wide receiver class, maybe someone like Jamison Williams out of Alabama, that's when that starts to become more attractive or the edge class where, like I said, Jermaine Johnson, uh, George Karloft is from Purdue. There's names there that could be productive as, and will go in the middle of the first round. All right, you mentioned Davis Mills, so that's one position that the Texans, they probably don't need to address it in the first round, but what about the teams that do need to address quarterback with that first-round pick? I mean, we saw the Saints and the Eagles already making some moves to sort of get some draft capital. Do you see a team that really needs to move up and take that number three spot? Who, who might be a player that's worth doing that for? I think if anyone's moving up and making a big play in this draft class, it's for someone like Malik Willis out of Liberty. And it's because of what he could be. And you've looked at the quarterback position around the NFL. It's not the guys who can play adequately. It's not the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world, the Andy Dalton's of the world that are getting big money that are leading these teams to the playoffs. They're leading to consistent year on year success. It is the guys who can turn an offense into an elite offense all by themselves that have the tools, the physical ability to open up the playbook for offensive coordinators in the NFL today. And that's Malik Willis. He has the strongest arm of anyone in this draft class. He's the best runner of anyone in this draft class. And he will, when he hits the ground from day one in the NFL, be a tier one in terms of arm strength and in terms of rushing ability, right up there with guys like Kyler Murray and Mark Jackson in terms of what he can bring on the ground. So that's what teams are chasing at that position. So if you're asking about a team that's going to like the Saints, maybe give up two first rounders to you to move up to number three overall, it's going to be for a guy like that. It's not going to be, in my opinion, for a guy like Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh, who's not that tool, but just plays the quarterback position very well. He's very skilled. I think those guys are getting devalued in the draft, as we even saw last year with Mac Jones, who went to 15 overall, four guys drafted ahead of him. And he comes to the NFL, obviously plays well, but I think teams are still chasing that higher end when giving up that sort of draft capital. So that's a guy, if someone is going to trade for number three overall pick, that I think it would be. All right. Texans fans are really intrigued by the running back position. The Texans have struggled to run the ball in recent years, and they really don't have any running backs on the roster. They re-signed Rex Burkhead at the end of the season. They've got a few young guys, but Levy Smith has talked about wanting a three down back, which is maybe a luxury the Texans haven't had in recent years. They've done running back by committee. So with that being said, what is a good pick for the Texans? When might be around that they target running back? Should they do so? And, and who are some of the guys that you think might be a good fit with that roster as it stands right now, how kind of far away they are in terms of just competing and being in play in the AFC. I'm not really going to advocate for drafting a running back in this class before like the fourth round, just because you can find starters at other positions. You need to fill out that roster and running back as we've seen across the NFL, it's just all too often when you draft them, they're not making it to their second contract. They're not making it past four or five years in the NFL with their usefulness. So not the greatest year to draft the running back position. In my opinion, there's two actual three down running backs in this class and Kenneth Walker from Michigan state, Brees Hall from Iowa state. I expect both of those guys to be off the board by probably pick 50, probably somewhere uh, at least aren't going to make it out of the second round. So at that point, I don't think you're finding your three down back in this class. It would be difficult to do so. I, what I would do is probably take a chance fourth, fifth round on a couple guys who have the athletic tools, but may not necessarily be, um, polished products coming out. Some of the guys I'd highlighted in that mold are Rashad White from Arizona State, who was a JUCO transfer, really just hasn't played too much football, but is electric with the ball in his hands and one of the best test testers athletically in this draft class. And then Zaquandre White from South Carolina, who was a backup there for them, but was a former top recruit, a heck of an athlete, tested out really well at the combine, but never really got to see the football field. Those are two guys to where 
if you're going to look for that mold, you could probably find them in the later rounds. All right, Mike, it's the million dollar question. You're Nick Casario. You've got the number three, you've got the number 13 pick. Who are you selecting or what are you doing with those picks? And I'm giving you the option of trades as well. What are you, what are you doing at number three, number 13 in this year's draft? It's a tough one because like I said, I, I don't love the top end talent in this draft class. I, I don't think pick three versus pick 15 is anywhere close to the difference is what we saw last year. So if the New Orleans Saints with what they just did made that move, if they're willing to give up pick 16 and 19 and also throw in some more draft capital my way, I'm looking to trade down from that number three overall pick. This is a roster where, you know, one offensive tackle, one edge rusher isn't putting me over the hump. It isn't putting me over the edge here. I need a lot of pass rushers. I need a lot of offensive line help. So I'm looking to trade down with that number three overall pick still, like I said, collect valuable positions. But if I can get two more first rounders, maybe a second and a fourth or something like that, I'm making that trade every day because with the state of this roster, I need to build every single position. So the more picks, the more you can address positions. All right. Good stuff. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. You can follow him on Twitter and read all of his work at Pro Football Focus. And PFF is also launching a four episode podcast series with number one overall projected pick, Aiden Hutchinson. It's titled Hutch. Be sure to download and subscribe. Mike, appreciate the time. Love seeing your work and uh, excited to see where these picks shake out. Oh, me too. Thanks for having me on. Good insight from Mike on this year's draft class and draft strategy. I always find that stuff really fascinating, especially this year when there's not really a clear cut number one. I know he says Aiden Hutchinson is his number one, but everywhere else, there's just such a wide variation of who the Texans could and should take with that number three pick or if they should even stay at number three. So I find it really fascinating. And draft weekend is pretty much upon us, just just a few weeks away From April 28th through April 30th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we'll be covering it live uh, on Texans Radio. Texans Draft Live is our radio show that Mark Vandermeer heads up along with John Harris. John Harris is on like 140 hours of draft coverage, and I'm not even exaggerating because he'll be on the the radio show. And then I host Texans Live, the pregame show, as you will, before Texans games. We do a sort of a pre-draft game, pre-game draft coverage every single day. So we'll start that probably around 5 p.m. the first day on Thursday. I'll get John Harris on with me. He's going to do every single live show with me in addition to the radio he's doing. And we'll sort of break down what everything looks like the day of the draft because as we know, things can change between now and the first day of the draft and, you know, how we're sort of feeling about the day and and what we think might happen in that first round. And then day two on Friday, we'll obviously know what the Texans have done with their first two picks, first one pick. Who knows? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know how many picks we're going to get in the first round. So we'll bring John Harris back to sort of recap night one, how we thought the Texans did, how we thought other teams did, and we'll sort of talk about how that first round really shaped up and and what remains for round two, which goes on Friday night, round two and round three. So who's the best available, what the Texans might do, what their draft strategy looks like for that night. And then Saturday, before the final day of the draft, when you get the rest of the rounds, we'll have another live show. We'll talk about day three of the draft, what positions of need we still need to address. We'll recap night two. And, you know, we're going to have some of these draft picks on our shows as well. So can't give away all the details, but it's going to be jam-packed those three days. And the draft party, I guess I should lead with this, will be at Miller Outdoor Theater on Thursday night. So you'll want to check out HoustonTexans.com. It should be a really fun event. We'll be doing the live show from there. 
Texans radio from there as well. So I'll be doing the live show and then hopping on for radio from 6 to 7 before Mark and Johnny and the crew take over at 7 p.m. for round one on Thursday. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, isn't it fun when you have a first-round draft pick and now you've got two? So a lot to look forward to in recent weeks, in coming weeks, I should say. And, you know, we're going to have it all covered for you on Texans Radio, HoustonTexans.com, Texans TV, you name it. We've got it covered, but that's going to do it for the podcast. And I'll be back with more prospects because we got a couple more weeks to go. We'll try to crank out a few more players here in the final hours leading up to the 2022 NFL draft. But thank you so much for listening. That's going to do it for the podcast. And as always, go Texans.